Hello everyone, welcome to the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 101. My name is Shane Fisher, and welcome back to your weekly JRPG podcast. We don't have any huge stories this week. However, we have no shortage of things to talk about. Um, I usually like to lead off with the biggest story of the week, and I've actually been sitting here for the past five minutes trying to figure out what that is, and I don't have anything to start, so let's just go with what... um, has my biggest attention this week, and it is a story that came out uh, yesterday um, from Square Enix. And so this is not specifically game-related or even JRPG-related. However, they're talking about the next-generation consoles, i.e. PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. And I'm guessing they're going to lump in Nintendo whenever... That happens as well, but specifically those two things. And this came out of a financial results briefing held back on February 5th. And the question was asked, Could you share your thinking on the development of new titles for current and next generation game consoles moving forward? And the answer was, the next generation consoles will have backwards compatibility. So we plan for the time being to make our new titles available for both current and next-gen consoles. It will therefore be further down the road that we release titles exclusively for next-generation consoles. And I'll read the rest of the story before talking about that a little bit more. Um, They also asked if the change of Final Fantasy VII Remake's originally planned March 3rd release to April 10th would impact development or launch timelines for the next installment and it responded no it will not i didn't you would not have thought a month delay would affect the next one in any real capacity and they clarified that so let's get back to that original idea and this is we saw this a little bit with the um, transition from you know playstation 3 to 4 that especially around launch you had a lot of um PlayStation 3, you know, up games at the launch for PS4. This is taking it a step uh, much more in a different direction, I feel. Whereas now we have backwards compatibility being the norm. And that's new. Now, even with uh, PS3, there was that one model that could play PS2 games and know xbox's ability to play older games as well but this is a whole new ball game guys and i i think it's one of these unintended consequences of backwards compatibility i don't think the launch of these systems while there may be a couple i think it's going to be almost exclusively games that are available for PS4 and um, Xbox One that there's not going to be anything that's, oh, this is your new launch title for your brand new system that really takes advantage of these new capabilities. I There may be a couple. I haven't heard about any of them yet. And from the worst way Square Enix is talking, 
it's not going to be anytime soon. And so I believe even when we're talking about the next installment of FF7 Remake, it is as well going to be available for both consoles. That is going to take a new IP in order for, or, I mean, could you, would you say like by the time Final Fantasy 16 is ready, that that's going to be a next generation exclusive title? I would hope so, you know, or, or Dragon Quest Twelve. Surely that is a next generation title, but is it unheard of to think that there would um, be a PlayStation Four exclusive version? I don't think so. Um, so I'm a little bit bummed about this, and it certainly has waned my excitement for these new consoles to the point where I'm not planning on getting one for a while until I see a need to get one. Um, and while it's not a JRPG, we've already had the first um, official announcement of this in terms of... Um, oh, who makes these games? Um, oh, uh, yeah, CD Projekt Red has announced that user to purchase Cyberpunk 2077 for Xbox One quote, will receive the Xbox Series X upgrade for free when available, the uh, game's official Twitter account confirmed. Now, they would not uh, elaborate on that when kind of asked, but this comes from a larger quote bank saying that um, this technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you're playing on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you are getting the right version of that game for whatever Xbox you're playing it on. We're making the commitment to use smart delivery on all of our exclusive Xbox Game Studios titles, including Halo Infinite, ensuring that you only have to purchase a, a title once in order to play the best available version. Um, yeah, so I, I'm thinking that Sony is going to be the same way with their titles that... Uh, yeah, I don't. How do you guys feel about this? Are you kind of like, like me, that you're kind of bummed about all this? That I've always been one of the first early adopters for new systems over the course of my gaming career, and this is definitely not sounding <laughs> something I'm going to be all that fired up about. What are your thoughts? Are you? Do you not care? Are you getting? These new systems, as soon as they come out, what um, what are you looking forward to? I don't, I don't want, I don't know. So yeah, that was, I guess, the biggest thing I could leave with. I'm just going to kind of go down the list as uh, things have popped up, and they're they're kind of some smaller stories, but I feel like um, all ones that warrant uh, discussion. Now, we talked about this one a little uh, bit the past couple of weeks. And that is VVV Tunia, and uh, they got an release date for PlayStation 4 in Japan of July 2nd. It'll go for 7,600 yen. The latest issue of Dengeki PlayStation reveals. Of course, there will also be the limited edition, and it'll go for 9,600 yen, if you would like to do the conversions. Be my guest... Um, here are the list of virtual idols that have been um, confirmed recently, and I will proceed to butcher most of these. 
Um, there would be, I don't, man, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to butcher these poor names because they're all over the place. Needless to say, there are a ton of idols that are going to be in this one. If you are a fan of the uh, Neptunia games, it looks like everybody is going to be present and accounted for. If you'd like a full list of all these, just head over to the PlayStation or the <laughs> PlayStation. Head over to the Facebook page and check out JRPG Report. I've got this story and every story that we talk about listed over there, as well as some fun things that we chat about from time to time, ranging from you know serious JRPG uh, discussions to just pure fun stuff. Code Vein's second major DLC content, Frozen Empress, is available now for $9.99. Or if you've got the Season Pass, which costs you $25, uh, it is out there for you as well. Of course, there was the launch trailer for it. Here is an overview that you can challenge the Frozen Empress of the Great Collapse Horror. Um... She controls ice elemental attacks from their cold iron armor. Uh, two crystals accompany the Empress, and they will occasionally trigger advantageous support effects. You can block the crystals' support using weapons and gifts to successfully battle the Frozen Empress. Um, if you, the, there are a bunch of bonuses that you can achieve by clearing the. Horror hunting trials, and there is a new depth field called the Celestial Ice Prism. They say you can go into the frigid depth made with the multi-layer structure, precipices, and caves that are lined by stone pillars. Lost are waiting inside the complex landscape. Um, sounds like a pretty forbidding dungeon. Of course, there are new items available as well. Um, you can check out that trailer on the Facebook page, or if you're watching on our video version on YouTube, it is playing now. Uh, we mentioned VVV Tony a moment ago, but coming up on March the 28th, the company will be making a new... Uh, title announcement. This is going to appear in the last uh, print episode of Dengeki PlayStation, Volume 686. The uh, magazine publication in Japan will finally end its production after 25 years in operation and compile heart. Um, as they have done plenty of times over the years, they've announced new titles in that magazine, and this will be one last one for the road, so to speak. Kind of surprised that magazine had made it that long. That's just, you know, growing up, strategy guides and gaming magazines, they were a vital part of any gamer's repertoire, and they are just things of the past now. It is a different world. Everything is online, and, you know, you can you can look at it on both ends of the spectrum in terms of yes nostalgic and it's kind of cool but it's especially for gaming and with you know smartphones in your hand that has all that same information it kind of seems redundant to have a print version 
which unless it somehow gets early access is going to be late information anyway. And if you want to look at it from a, you know, environmental standpoint, there's no doubt countless <laughs> trees and paper waste being saved um, because of not having all that stuff out there. So there's there's many things to look at. I'm kind of sad, especially sad when strategy guys kind of went went away. Is had quite a cool collection of those, but things change. There's not much you can do about that. Uh, we've talked about the anti fantasy, the anti RPG fantasy title "Hero Must Die Again," and um, there's a new um, trailer and a new hour of gameplay video to go along with that as the game is nearly ready for launch. Oh, it is. As of today, February 27th, it is out on all platforms, PS4, PC, via Steam, and Switch. It will support English and Japanese language options. Um, we did kind of do some digging Michael was asking me if there was a physical addition to this and all this time I it in all my that I can recall it did not mention that this was uh digital only and it is as of right now it is digital only if you are wanting a physical copy the company um did confirm uh that a physical version is coming However, they gave no timetable as to when that would actually take place. So uh, Michael went ahead and bit the bullet and <laughs> he, he got that uh, digital version and uh, perhaps plans to get the physical somewhere down the road whenever that may in fact happen. It is is not today and not quite sure when that is going to be. Let's talk about some smartphone games. Yeah, I know you love love those, and they certainly have their place. Uh, first up, we got Romancing Saga Reuniverse. Um, that will launch on iOS and Android this summer in the West. A pre-registration for Android-only uh, users is available now. It's a closed beta, Square Enix announced. Uh, this smartphone title, which is set 300 years after the Romancing Saga 3, features an original story with returning characters from the series. Um, it came out last, no, not last, but actually two Decembers ago in 2018 in Japan. And it's been downloaded over 15 million times. So I'll keep you guys up to date on when... That, in fact, is going to be uh, actually out here in the West. Uh, it's right now, like I said, it's just in the summer. So we may learn a little bit more about that here soon. Uh, a game that you can play right now on your smartphone, if I can find... Well, it's gone. I can't find the... <laughs> I've lost the story. Um, Dragon Quest um, of the Stars, I believe that's the name of it, is available now. I know it's on iOS. I'm sure it's on Android as well. I downloaded it last night, but haven't got a chance to quite uh, check it out yet. It does. Oh, here it is. I don't know where it was. Um, 
yeah, so it is now available either in the App Store or on Google Play. Uh, this game actually had 20 million plus downloads. Um, and it looks pretty cool. The uh, The trailer for it is really fun looking. It has all the classic uh, Dragon Quest monsters and hero looks to it. Um, you've got multiplayer mode for up to four players on it. A simple yet strategic skill gauge battle system. It is a turn-based system optimized for mobile. Use powerful spells and skills on monsters to trigger combos. But be careful, boss monsters, they have skill gauges too. Predict their next attacks and enjoy the strategic battle system. Of course, you have a robust character customization option, so you can choose their gender and features to create your own unique character. Uh, as you progress in the game, you'll unlock the skill vocation feature, which will change to your ideal vocation. That's certainly been in some of the Dragon Quest titles before. Level your characters and upgrade your weapons and armor to challenge powerful monsters. And you can zoom in and out and explore the planet. The map takes the form of a planet and is fully optimized for mobile. Swipe, rotate, and freely zoom in and out of the planet. Tap the sparkles on the planet to discover new items. It is completely free. I'm sure there will be some um, pay for content should you wish. Uh, in the uh, in the trailer and in the um, image that goes along with this article, it looks like it's the uh, final monster from Dragon Quest Four. I believe that had the had a ferocious three eyed head, and then had the um, stomach part with another mouth instead of eyes to it. One of the more hideous looking monsters in Dragon Quest history. Those final ones are always um, something special. And last but not least, uh, War of the Visions. Dragon <laughs> War of the Visions Final Fantasy Breaks Exvius launches this spring in the West. You can pre-register for that right now, and it's got a, a English trailer. That is going along with it right now. Um, the tactical RPG has surpassed 9 million downloads in a very short amount of time. It was uh, just released in Japan in November of 2019. Um, there are all kinds of pre-registration bonuses. Uh, they, you see this from time to time on games that uh, if so many people pre-register, everybody gets... Um, get some goodies and they've got different levels every 50,000 pre-registrations up to 300,000. Uh, when it launches in the West, the game will feature both English and Japanese audio options and English, French, German, Spanish, Korean, and traditional Chinese text options. Um, it looks it looks pretty good. You know, I've never been much on the tactical side of things um but i can't deny that the game looks pretty good um and we will just wait and see how it is received here in the west when it comes out sometime this spring that's a good halfway point we've got some more stories to talk about but first let's have a quick word from anchor 
All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Big shout out and thanks to Anchor, who makes this podcast possible. And uh, I know you guys sit through the ad, but, you know, they they give away their services for free and push out my podcast to everywhere. So I think it's a small price to pay. In reality, don't forget, head over, like us on Facebook, um, subscribe on YouTube. We do some Twitter stuff. I'm on Instagram every uh, week or so. <laughs> Uh, listener support is available. If any of you fine folks would like to do that, I would surely appreciate it. We've got a website, jrpgreport.com. That's got uh, cool links to all the stuff that you uh, that you hear about here on the podcast. We've talked a little bit about Death End Request Two, and Idea Factory International will release its horror. JRPG in 2020. So this was no big surprise, and um, I guess they're just clarifying that, in fact, the game is going to come out this year. I would guess that would be um, just, I mean, it came out on February 13th in Japan, so I'm not sure why they uh, couldn't give a, at least a season on uh, on that. But North America and Europe will get it sometime This season, the game will be available both physically and digitally, and it will offer both Japanese and English audio options. Um, So we're kind of waiting to see what happens with that game when it does finally come out. Um, I've been struggling to figure out how to talk about this special edition, and I guess I'm just going to dive right into it. And uh, leave it up to your imagination a little bit. Uh, Is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Uh, The game is set to come out. Well, this is kind of just talking about the uh, collector edition. Yeah, it's available now for PS4, Switch, Vita, and PC in Japan. Um, The game is due out in the West sometime this year. um, Based off a popular anime that... uh, uh, Name apes me right now, but I was saying he really enjoyed the anime. But this game looks to be completely over the top, and this special edition is uh, is even more over the top. So, this exclusive collector's edition is going to go for one hundred and three dollars and twelve cents for PS4 and Switch. The collector's edition will be available in both North America and Europe. And you will get a copy of the game, the original soundtrack, the 100-page art book, the set of six art cards. Um, You'll be able to vote for which images you would like in the set. The outer box and the reversible polyester pillowcase of Hestia. On one side, it shows the character. On the other side... um, a very adult image, to say the least. I don't know what these people are doing. <laughs> uh, if publisher P-Cube is involved with this collector's edition or not. But that is just crazy. Usually we don't see these type of things. But I guess they're just going for it. So if you are a fan of this game and looking forward to it. And would like all that stuff. You can check out the... Um, Check out the specifics on the Facebook page. I've got the story linked 
on there and you can see if that is for you or not um, the Japanese voices have been added for the PC version of Yee's Memories of Kelketa. hope I'm saying that right I'm probably not but sorry about that XC Games has released a free update for the PC version it adds the option to switch between English audio and the original Japanese voice track, as well as a free update to the PC version of Ease the Oath of in Felghana. I believe that's how you say that. That adds the English voices originally exclusive to the PSP release. Now, these games were both on sale, but that sale actually ended yesterday as this story came out last week right after we went. Um with our podcast so you missed your chance to save a few bucks on those titles maybe you picked them up either way though so yeah it's kind of cool anytime people add add stuff for free that is never a bad thing we haven't talked about this game in a while and we still don't have any definite um, release date news but christ tales did announce that when its game comes out and uh is coming out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. It will also be coming out for um, the Stadia system. Now, um, that's not really that surprising, especially this uh, since the game does not have a definite release date outside of 2020. But uh, what I thought was interesting was, uh, I mean, that announcement really does nothing for me. There was a really cool uh, announcement trailer that, uh, I had not seen some of the stuff in yet, and it got me kind of excited all over again for this game. Um, I really wish we could get some sort of definitive release date for it, but I guess we will when we will if you want to check that out. You know where to head to. The game is looking very, very good, and I can't wait to finally get into that. So apparently, today, February the 27th, um, Nintendo and the Pokemon Company have deemed this to be Pokemon Day. I have no idea why that is, but they are celebrating it by announcing a new mythical Pokemon, Zerud, for Pokemon Sword and Shield to celebrate. Um, so there you go. If you, (laughs) if you want to get the rogue monkey Pokemon, who is a dark slash grass type and stands at five foot 11 and looks like a very mean, dark monkey, you can do that now. I guess they give it away. Um, sure. There's a new trailer that goes along with it. Where he is looking ferocious as well. So there you go. Get your new new Pokemon for Pokemon Day and celebrate. <laughs> However you choose to do so. Um, we got some new details about uh, Genshin Impact. And we got character a description for the Library Harbor character, Zayao. He's an interesting looking uh, fellow, he, one of the 
mighty and illuminated adepti guarding Lowry. He is heralded as the guardian Akashka. Despite his appearance as a young man, occasional legends about him have been documented in ancient books for thousands of years. Looks like an interesting character. But we also got um, about 12 minutes of gameplay came out for the PC version of the game. And uh, somebody either captured this or was released to them as part of PAX East 2020, which started today and runs through March 1st at the Boston Convention Centers. Uh, If you're in attendance, you could be playing on PC, PS4, or the iOS version. So yeah, about 12 minutes of it, and it definitely showed uh, some of the gathering and exploration in the game, as well as the combat. So you've got your four characters, and only one of them is, is playable on the screen at one time, but you're able to quickly switch between those characters based on their abilities and what is needed for the situation. It looks gorgeous. Like... And it may be because it's on PC, but I have to imagine the PS4 version is also pretty capable of displaying some of the effects and uh, smoothness that is on display. So if you're thinking about this one, the game comes out in 2020, you can check that out. I'd love to know if you are excited about it, as I am. We also got in the past week not one but two Blue Pro reports from the upcoming PC game Blue Protocol. Um, number two and number three, uh, each one showing around 30 minutes of new gameplay from their live stream. Um, it is currently in development for PC. I believe this has a 2020 uh, release date. Uh, closed beta signups are uh, currently ongoing if you'd like to try to get in on that but you can check out both those links and check out that the the live streams were actually uh, over an hour and a half long but obviously there's you know plenty of talking in between the segments and uh, but actual gameplay was probably about 30 minutes long they've got timestamps for them if you'd like to check that out another game that's looking pretty promising a game I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know anything about, and I hadn't heard about it, but I wanted to kind of report on it. And that is uh, Britain Dine, The Legend of Renuzia. Um, I hope I got that close to right. So this is a turn-based strategy game that uh, hasn't been around for about 20 years. But uh, the updated new version is going to launch on the Switch on June 25th worldwide. It's going to be a digital-only game. Publisher HappyNet and developer Matrix Software announced. Now, Limited Run is also going to be doing a physical edition of the game in North America. But uh, pricing and availability will be announced at a later date. Uh, As of right now... The um, we do have a Japanese prize for the physical edition at seventy two hundred yen, and a limited edition at eleven thousand eight hundred yen. So, in uh, the Brigadine Classic game is returning 
after 20 years in an all-new turn-based strategy game set in the familiar fantasy world. It's brought to life by veteran talent, including Scenario Rido, Genji Terada, who was uh, who worked on Batman Dark Tomorrow and Final Fantasies 1, 2, and 3, art director and character designer Tia Kazuma, who worked on uh, Zenblade Chronicles, and um, the homecoming of composer Tenpai Satu, who worked on Brigadine Grand Edition and Disgaea's 1 through 5. So in the game, there are six countries that have waged war to conquer and unify the land under one nation. Players decide how their legend will unfold by selecting a country and creating their army of rune knights. Exploring over 40 base locations and encountering over 100 unique knights and 50 types of monsters as they progress across the land. Featuring a fantasy world conquest within the turn-based strategy genre, Brigadine, the Legend of Runzeria, will offer hundreds of hours of immersive gameplay in the stunning new campaign for Conquest. Players choose one of six countries to assume the role of ruler, aiming to conquer Vernesia and command more than 100 rune knights throughout the six nations, leading various monster troops and various dragons, ghouls, and fairies into fierce battles on the hexagonal hexagonal grid maps in the tactical turn-based battle system. There is a trailer that probably will show and explain that a lot better than I could, but if you remember this game, fond memories of it, and uh, are looking for a new tactical game, well, come June 25th, you may have what you are looking for. Right after we went... Or I guess, yeah, right after we went uh, to podcast last week, there was a um, article dropped all about Trials of Mana, and it talked about the game's training system, abilities, appearance changes, seeds, and more. So the training system, you can level up a character's basic stats, such as HP and strength, of course. By allocating training points obtained by leveling up, you can strengthen your character with special skills, stat boosts, and new abilities. Well, that all sounds good as well. There's a new element of the ability system. There are various abilities that will prove useful on your adventures. By equipping the abilities you learn, they can then be used, obviously. Abilities have various effects, such as enhancing your stats and giving you an upper hand in battle. In addition to abilities that you can learn by allocating training points, there are also abilities that you can learn by deepening your interactions between specific characters. Each time you advance to a higher class, the number of abilities you can equip will increase. There's also link abilities and exclusive abilities that you can learn after a class change. Um, this new element of appearance change and class reset, that sounds good. Class change not only changes the appearance of your equipped weapon, it also changes your costume in a big way. After a class change, it is also possible to change the appearance of a lower class while maintaining the abilities of your current class. Choose your favorite costume for each character. Um, when you enter a town... Your party will split up, and the protagonist will move around alone. Your party members will be somewhere in town doing their own thing, so if you find them, you can talk to them. That's kind of cool. 
you can plant seeds that you find in the field and drop by monsters at the flower pots located at the entry of each inn. And then you can obtain items and equipment that way. That sounds kind of fun. Um, there are now shortcuts up to four frequently used commands from the items and special skill set to the ring command can be registered as shortcuts, allowing you to use them quickly and easily. There are now four difficulty modes to choose from. Each difficulty differs in terms of monster strength in battle, but story content is the same. You can go from very easy mode, which you can be revived on the spot where you die, and uh, that's recommended for players who are not very good at action games who simply want to enjoy the story or are just kind of noobish like me at times. <laughs> and you can also, uh, you can have up to 12 save data slots. Um, of course, there's still the auto save function. And now there are even more status, goddess statues save points on the fields and dungeons. Trials of Mana will be out on April the 24th looking like a pretty good game but i'll have to pick it up somewhere down the road going on right now until march the 3rd you guys probably already know about this but the big in japan sale is live on the playstation store and there are a ton of JRPGs on sale, obviously, like this one and the Golden Week sale are the big ones for JRPG fans. And more than likely, if you are looking for a game, it's probably on here. Uh, I mean, Code Vein is on here, all the Atelier games are on sale, and uh, like Rise is on sale right now for $41.99. I got it physical for 50 bucks on amazon that game does not go on sale very often um you can get all the arland series games on uh, reduced let's see code vein is down to 35.99 um i'm just kind of going down down the list and see if there's any ones that uh, jump out at me like dark souls 3 right now at 14.99 the first death end request at 20 bucks but it's also games like uh, the Devil May Cry HD collections, $4. Uh, all the Disgaea's 1, 4, and 5 are on sale. Um, if you want to play Dissidia Final Fantasy, it's down to $14.99 before it uh, goes away. <laughs> Dragon Quest Builders uh, down to, well, they've got two prices listed here at $20 and $30. Dragon Quest Builders 2 down to $36. They've got the somewhat subpar Dragon Quest Heroes games on sale. Um, the Dragon Quest 11 Digital Edition of Light is down to $30. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can pick up Final Fantasy 7 for $8. Bucks. Uh, 8 Remastered is down to $12. 10 10 2 Remaster, $12.49. Uh, you can pick up 12 Zodiac Age for $25. Uh, all the uh, 15 uh, episodes, the Royal Edition, Packs, Season Pass, Pocket Edition, those are all on sale right now. At a significant savings if you want to do that. <laughs> um, that's 
Okay. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 down to $18. The all-in-one package is down from $100 to $30. That's a lot of, that's a big chunk of change uh, off of that. Sorry, I'm just kind of going going down the list. Uh, Nino Kuni 2 is down to $20.39. They don't have the first one on there. That's kind of um, discerning. Uh, Near Automata is down to $20. as of the Game of the Yohar edition. Um, I thought there was a few more of these. Uh, none of the personas, just uh, the Dancing Endless Night Collection is down to $27.49. All the Resident Evils are on sale. Romancing Saga 2, $15. Romancing Saga 3, $21.74. Uh, Secret of Mana is down to $20. Star Ocean First Departure R is down to $16.79. So, I mean, that game's only at $21 normally, but getting a couple bucks off of it if you're waiting. We're waiting for that one. Super Neptunia RPG. Seventeen forty nine. Uh, a lot of the uh, Sword Art Online games are down. Tales of Berseria is down to fifteen dollars. Guys, if you got fifteen dollars and you want a game, go get this one right now. Don't wait. What a great game. Um, lots of live HDs down to thirty five. Caligula Effect Overdose twenty five. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel. The first one is down to twenty four. Part two down to twenty eight. You can get the. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 Digital Deluxe Edition, which is normally $80, is down to $56 right now. Uh, Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus, down to $12. Volcano uh, Chronicles 4 Complete Edition, down to $17.49. I don't know what White Day is, but there's a ton of costumes for it out there. Um, World of Final Fantasies, $20. Uh, Yee's Origin is eight. Yee's eight is down to thirty dollars. And uh, there's even Vita games on sale. Oh, I didn't know that. And PlayStation Three games are on sale. So yeah, there's uh, lots of love for for all your systems. You can go out there and get whatever it is that you're looking for, pretty much at a really good price. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about today. And uh, I thought NIS America might do something at PAX East. But we have an announcement about an announcement. On NIS America has teased announcements next week on March the 3rd and March the 5th. The, companies, the company said in an email sent to the press, no further uh, details were shared. Anytime you make the announcement about an announcement, it's usually a good sign. I can't imagine they would do this if they did not want um, a bunch of fanfare for it. So, we've been waiting forever for localizations for Ease 9 and Trails of Cold Steel 4. They... <laughs> Man, they had better make this window to be announcements for those two games. Uh, what else could they possibly need to make some sort of press release like this for if it were not for the games that 
everyone is demanding that they get localized, right? So with any luck, and I don't have my calendar right in front of me. Let me get it pulled up here. When is the 5th? The 5th is Thursday. All right, so let's go ahead and say it right now. I'm going to wait until Thursday to do the podcast next week. That way we've got not only the announcement on the 3rd, but also the 5th out there. And hopefully I will be bringing you some good news next week about two games that we've been waiting a a long time for. Well, that's all the fun I have uh, for this episode 101 of the JRPG Report. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. And I think you guys have been liking our Sunday specials coming out each week. Um, Don't forget number five. If you saw that in your queue, an automatic download, uh, that is a spoiler cast for Trails of Cold Steel 3. Don't just start listening to it without um, (laughs) understanding what you are getting into. Uh, Time's a little short for me this week, um, and it is easier for me to put together a a soundtrack, a special um, Sunday special. So I'm going to do that for this week. And then maybe next week we'll have something um, a little more in-depth. So, with Persona 5 Royal coming out in a little bit over a month, I thought it would be kind of fun to go back and let's listen to the Persona 5 soundtrack. So this is called Sounds of Rebellion, and it is 19 tracks long. I got this with my uh, Take Your Heart a special edition that I got and was just packed full of good stuff. And uh, we'll check that out. And you guys can listen to that this Sunday and get you all ready for Royal coming out very soon. That's going to do it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you will do us a big favor, leave us a review. Give us uh, five stars if you are so inclined on wherever you listen to this podcast. I would surely appreciate it. But until next time, guys, we'll just say get back out there and level up.